So we've reached a point in free agency where it's even more entertaining than the actual playoffs were. Uh, we're going to talk a couple trades that happened this last week, some interesting signings. We're going to welcome our first guest to the show, so that's a big thing. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk college football and forecast the Big 12 in 2017. This is week three of the PD and PD podcast. Welcome into week three of the PD and PD podcast. Uh, as always, my name's Derek. I'm your host with me. I've got my co-host per usual, Daniel. This week is exciting uh, for a couple reasons. In case you missed it, Indiana superstar Paul George got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, a little over, a little under a week ago, and everyone in the 405 area code collectively lost their minds. But even bigger than that, we are welcoming our first guest to the show, uh, a man that needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. We've got the sports editor and resident sheriff at the Oklahoma Daily, and most people don't know this, but Russell Westbrook's son, George Storia, joining us. George, welcome to the show. I'm honored to be here, be the first guest on the podcast. This is awesome. This is a cool thing. Uh, George, where were you when the Paul George trade news broke? Uh, this is actually kind of a longer story. I So my 21st birthday was last Monday. But I was sick, and so I wasn't able to celebrate it. So then I went out like Friday night, and I was at Diamond Dogs, and I was sitting there with my friends, and we were just you know chilling. And all of a sudden, I heard this like screaming in on like the back port, the back porch at Diamond Dogs, and I was like, oh, there must be like a fight or something. And then these like dudes come in, they're like, we just got Paul George, and I was like, it's like who got Paul George? And they're like, the Thunder got Paul George. I was like, you better not be messing with me right now. <laughs> And they're like, no, seriously. So I checked my phone. I was on Twitter. I was like, oh, my God, holy crap. And then I was like, we're going to win the NBA championship. So, um, you know, it's in it's in stone. We're going to win it. But, yeah, I was at Diamond Dogs just sitting there chilling. And all of a sudden, like, the TV broke the news. And I was just like, holy crap, you know, we're the best team in the NBA. So uh, there you go. Hey, man, if 2K simulations are worth anything, the Thunder are about to have a really good season. No, yeah. I mean, realistically, uh, I wouldn't say they're actually going to win the NBA championship unless like there's a bunch of injuries or something, but I think they, they did secure a, a spot in probably the top three or four in the West, which is, I mean, a big leap from where they were last year. So I was walking into my apartment and my neighbors were walking up right behind me and I had to kind of contain my excitement a little bit before I got into my apartment and then just ran around screaming. So they probably thought someone had died, but it's cool because Paul George is here. Uh, did you guys see the thing that Boston didn't even give Indiana a final offer, and then Indiana came to Oklahoma City. What the hell is Danny Ainge doing in Boston? I think he thinks he's going to get Gordon Hayward, but like at the same time, I'd rather have Paul George. Because, yeah, I saw the same thing. I saw first, I thought the original um, report was that they offered like Jay Crowder and a bunch of picks or something. Three firsts and two starters. But then it came out that like they didn't even really give him an offer. So I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know what the Celtics are doing, but. Um, Danny Ainge is definitely putting his head on the line. So, well, I also saw they did not want to give him to Cleveland. That was like the last thing they wanted to do was give him to Cleveland. Good. So that would have sucked. Yeah, but now they're saying Melo's going there. So, or the Rockets. I, going to I the Rockets love the fact Cleveland. that Carmelo Anthony waited to waive his no trade clause until after Phil Jackson had gotten fired. That's like the ultimate view to Phil Jackson. I I love Carmelo Anthony honestly. Does Paul George make? The Thunder top four seed. You mentioned that. Or do they need to add like a Rudy Gay or somebody else? Um, I think right now, like the way I look at it, as I go down like matchup wise, obviously uh, the Warriors still are, are a much better team. But um, you look at the Rockets. I don't know how they literally traded the best, the the only player in the league that can probably guard Russell Westbrook. 
So how are they going to guard Russ? CP3 can't do it. And how are they going to guard Paul George? I mean, I guess Trevor Ariza maybe could match up with him, but... And they added the LeBron stopper, P.J. I mean, Tucker. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I think they're about even with the Rockets, maybe. Uh, Spurs, they're just the Spurs, so they're always going to be good. So I think they're sitting at the third or fourth seed. Um, the Timberwolves, man, I tell you what, the Timberwolves, they've got a team building down there. Um, but I still I don't think they're on OKC's level. But, I mean, if they had a Rudy Gay, I think they're going to be the two or three seed. Um, right now they're probably sitting at four or three. It'll probably come down to a few games with the Rockets, but um, I think they set themselves up well, really well. But uh, Rudy Gay would make them a two or three, I think. Absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing with Paul George is that their whole roster was built for having two superstars that could just score whenever they wanted to. And when Kevin Durant left, obviously that roster was imbalanced, and then they didn't have some of the other guys that were luxuries before that were just defensive players and scraps they had to do things that they weren't used to. So now Robertson goes from being a liability on offense to being a luxury on offense because you've added Paul George. I don't I don't know what they're going to do at the four spot. I guess Rudy Gay would be cool, but I don't know if I like him at a four. They really need to add a backup point guard that's a legitimate backup point guard, and they need to add a power forward that's not Rudy Gay. So we're going to start a new segment this week, uh, doing too much. Daniel, why don't you get us kicked off? We're just basically going to pick on somebody that did something stupid this week that was being a little extra in the sports world. Daniel, I know you've got something uh, pretty cool that you're excited to share with us. Give us your first doing too much award. Well, for the first doing too much award, it's going to go to Marshawn Lynch. You got to love the guy because Marshawn Lynch shows up as a surprise to a charity soccer game wearing flip-flops. And then runs Boat. runs around, and when he gets about 20 yards away from the goal, gets a pass, decides to pick up the ball, run with it, truck the goalie, and throw the ball in the goal. And then he gets given a red card and slaps the red card out of the referee's hand. At a charity game. At a charity soccer game. I feel like Marshawn Lynch is, like, I'm trying to think of someone that I can compare him to, but I can't. Because anywhere Marshawn Lynch goes, it's like entertainment, like in an instant, like no matter what he does. I mean, it could be... Uh, jumping in a pile of Skittles on, like, the Jimmy Fallon show. Like, the dude is just, like, insane. And I love him. I'm so glad he's back in the NFL. I mean, he's unbelievable. I love him so much. Did you guys hear what Derek Carr said when he signed his extension? Huh. He basically just threw Russell Wilson under the bus so hard. He was like, I'm a team player first, and if they want me to hand the ball off at the one-yard line to Marshawn Lynch, I'm more than happy. Damn. Damn. Yeah, like... If Derek Carr is crapping on you, you should probably reevaluate your life. Derek Carr is probably the most boring quarterback in the NFL. Well, they're going to live with that mistake for the rest of their lives because that was just idiotic. So, George, would you hand the ball off or would you pass? If Marshawn Lynch is in the backfield, hell yeah, I'm handing the ball off. Are you kidding me? How much, I, I think there was like 20-something seconds left, and it was second or third down. Like, you have another down after that play. Why would you not? Like, I could understand, like, it's fourth down. You just tried to run the ball, and you got one last play. You'd throw, like, a little slant in there. But it was, like, second or third down on, like, the two-yard line, and Marshawn was having a good game. Like, why would you – I mean, it was just the stupidest thing ever. And I had, like, $5 on the game, so I'm still pissed about it. So Was that a called pass play, or did Russell Wilson audible? Do either of you can remember? I feel like it was a called pass play. I know Pete Carroll took the blame, but then Russell Wilson took the blame. So, And then Marshawn was like, whatever. So, I mean – I don't know. Well, that was a pretty successful first doing too much, Daniel. Nice find. I didn't even hear about that. Anytime you can get Marshawn Lynch doing something, that's going to be fun. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, you're going to talk a little bit more free agency, and a little bit later, we're going to get George's thoughts on the Big 12. 
I'm gonna say something crazy here, but bear with me for a second. Summer's hot, really hot. And if you're not downing some ice cream every now and then, you're probably doing summer wrong. Lucky for you, there's a brand new ice cream shop that just opened up in Edmond. So if you're anywhere close to there, like Moore, Noble, Norman, go check it out. It's called the Super Scoop, and it's a super awesome idea that really got started by one of my friends uh, and a student at OU. The Super Scoop is homemade ice cream, and it's delicious. But what makes it unique is that employees at the Super Scoop, or Super Scoopers, have special needs. At the Super Scoop, they try to create an environment in the store that fosters teamwork and innovation while serving you super ice cream that's made in-house. Super Scoops are located at 419 South Littler Avenue in Edmond. They're open Monday through Thursday from 11 to 10. They're open Friday through Sunday, 2 to 10. You've got to go try their ice cream out. It's amazing. You won't have a bad experience when you're there. Just seeing the smiles on everybody's face and being a part of that environment is something that you won't get anywhere else. If you get a chance to go try the Super Scoop, if you're anywhere in Oklahoma, you've got to go try this place. It's fantastic. And it's got the PD and PD podcast seal of approval. And we're back. While we were on our break, Daniel showed me the video of Marshawn Lynch, and that guy is a legend. He actually punted the ball after getting the red card. Like, shout out to that ref for actually giving him a red card in the charity game. Like, he might have been a candidate for doing too much. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have the balls to give a, give a red card to Marshawn Lynch. No, probably not. That's, that's, that's a little extra. Okay, uh, back to free agency. Who's winning free agency in your guys's? The Thunder. The Thunder literally just traded Victor Oladipo, a decent shooting guard, pretty inconsistent, and a rookie who has yet to prove himself for Paul George. Maybe, I mean, he, there's a, there's a class, there's about four guys that can do what Paul George can do. And it's like Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, LeBron, and then Paul George. Those guys are like the four best one-on-one scorers, maybe Carmelo like back in the day. But I mean, they just traded for an all-star with, with Victor Oladipo and Domus, what I don't care, I can't even say his name. Sabonis, whatever. It doesn't even matter. He's yeah. not here anymore. And they saved four million dollars. That's the best thing. I they mean, shaved salary while adding a top fifteen I mean, player. Sam in the Presti is God status right now. I mean, he's unbelievable yeah. what he just did. Yeah. So I really thought for the longest time. Well, Spencer kind of put this in my mind. Spencer Davis put this in my mind that the Thunder were going to be adding Paul Millsap too. And if that had happened. The best thing about this free agency is that after this Paul George trade, it gives me hope that we could, like, literally sign anybody we want. So anytime, like, Wojnowski, like, tweets out, like, oh, so-and-so, and and I'm like, oh, well, we could get him now. Like, like Zach Randolph, yeah, he's going to be on our team. Or Paul (laughs) Millsap, yeah, yeah, you know what, LeBron in a year. You know, I'm just like, we can get anybody we want, but... I mean, it's insane. They're a free agent. They'd have to be, like, a little bit higher on a free agent destination list right now just because they have Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I don't know if people want to go play with Russell. I wish Russell would go to the recruitment meetings. Like, some of the other teams have their players go to recruitment meetings. Like, Russell's in California right now. I think that'd look a little bit better if they walk into, like, a pitch with, like, a Paul Millsap and Russell's sitting there saying, I want you to come play with me. Instead, he's in California. But Russ, would Russ ever say that? No, it's not really. Russ's personality is to sit there and be like, yeah. Uh, I really like what the Nuggets are brewing in Denver. I think probably the biggest winner of NBA free agency and just the offseason in general so far has to be the Northwest Division because Minnesota added Jimmy Butler. They added Jeff Teague. Denver has now added Paul Millsap. If they can try to trade, like, Emmanuel Moutier and Will Barton for, like, a starting point guard, like, there's talks that they're interested in George Hill now. Like, they're instantly a playoff team. Obviously, you have the Thunder right back in it. I mean, are the Jazz in the Northwest? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, and they got rookie got, Rubio. And then you've got Utah. Yeah. yeah. Like, that that whole division, you could have three or four teams in the playoffs from that division. I saw something the other day. Some Somebody from the Salt Lake Tribune was saying that if Utah keeps Gordon Hayward, they're better than Houston, and they're the three seed in the Western Conference. Do you guys agree with that? No. No, didn't they just wait? Who was their starting point guard? It was George Hill. I'm pretty sure he just signed a deal. And they traded with, uh, with the I think George Hill just signed with the Lakers or something. Well, I'm seeing something right now that he from Woj that they're discussing a one year deal. Yeah, I don't think anything is signed officially yet. But that would be a big get for them, George George Hill going to the Lakers. I really wish that the Lakers would sign Rajon Rondo, just because. Like, why would Paul George want to go to a team that has Rajon Rondo on it? I just love the fact that all the Lakers fans are sitting there going, oh, yeah, well, we're going to get uh, LeBron, we're going to get Russ, we're going to get Paul George, we're going to get Anthony Davis. I'm like, I don't think you guys are going to get any of those guys. So, Because that whole team is just so, from the front office standpoint, that whole team is so dysfunctional, and they're not winning anything for another three or four years. And if they wanted to trade for somebody else they're part you're probably going to have to give up like julius randall and jordan clarkson and by that point they've given up everybody else that made that team appealing in the first place i mean i think if i'm a player at this point i'd rather go play for the clippers i mean they just got as from an organization standpoint i mean i like uh steve Ballmer, and then then they just get like jerry west as their mm-hmm. new like head yeah. of basketball operations yep, yep. Jerry I mean, west the lakers is just like a trash can on fire right now. They've got nothing going except for LeVar Ball. So why would why wouldn't you guys just go down the street and play for the Clippers? So that's my point. Did you guys see LeVar Ball on WWE? Yes, Raw? that was that was I, I'm at the point where LeVar Ball is either a mad genius, like I'm talking brilliant, or the devil. I mean the dude is absolutely an idiot, but he's so But he's brilliant. everywhere. I mean yeah he's I mean he's he's completely marketed his like not only his son, but himself. It's incredible. What are we going to talk about next? What team What team has been interesting to you guys in free agency? I think what the Celtics have been interesting because they haven't done anything. So, I mean, I, everybody keeps – I mean, I feel like this. everybody's been talking about the Celtics for like a year now. What are the Celtics going to do? Who's going to be on the Celtics? And now they're sitting here. It's July, and they've done nothing. And so I think they've been really interesting. Now they've just literally – they have all those picks, and they're not doing anything with them. Yeah. And they're on the verge. Like – They've got a good team, but they just need, like, one, maybe. I mean, even if they added Gordon Hayward, I don't think they're on the Cavs level. But if they could add Gordon Hayward, at least they'd probably win more than one game. Especially if Cleveland adds Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. If Cleveland gets Carmelo Anthony, the, just, the gap between the Cavs and the rest of the Eastern Conference is just going to be enormous. Um, yeah, Philly's making the playoffs next year. Oh, yeah. The J.J. Reddick signing, the Amir Johnson signing. To add those if, guys if up. Embiid and Ben Simmons can stay healthy, I mean, and then Fultz, I mean, good God, that's a good group. They're going to be excited. I mean, I said three seed, and then you gave me a weird look. Yeah, I'm curious about this three seed. Who who do you think is going to I was going to ask you, who do you think is going to be better than them outside of Boston and Cleveland if they stay healthy? Well, I think Toronto's going to be really good. I think Philly's sitting at the five or six seed because I still think that – Cleveland, I think Cleveland or Boston will be one because Cleveland likes to screw around in the regular season. Yeah. And then probably the Wizards, then Toronto, and then probably like Philly or the Bucks, Because the Bucks, yeah, you forget about the Bucks. They've got probably the best young player in the NBA. Yeah. So. And plus, Philly hasn't won anything in like seven years. Like, no, but they're still going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, but I, I would just be, it'd be hard-pressed for them to be a three seed. Because uh, the East... 
uh, is lost has lost a bunch of talent, but they still have talented teams. All I know is that they'll either be probably like five, six, seven, or eight, and I would do not want to play them in the first round. No, 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 especially if Joel is healthy. What do you think about the Spurs this year? I like Patty Mills getting paid. I don't know. I feel like this I will be the four. first year that you see a drop-off. Yeah, there's going to be a drop-off. Kawhi's really good, but, like, they don't have anybody outside of him. Like, Tony Parker's really old. Monty Ginobili's really old. They're well, losing. Soldier isn't as good as everybody thought either. No, and they, don't, player, and they don't like him there, and he doesn't like being there. And I saw somebody floating this idea yesterday on Twitter that this has become such a league of buddying up, and everybody wants to go play with their friends. Like, Paul George and Russ are close friends, apparently. Uh, Chris Paul and James Harden were close and they wanted to play together. You've got LeBron with the banana boat group or whatever they're calling themselves. And Kawhi just being so quiet and being stoic and not really forming those relationships with people is hurting the Spurs and free agency because they're not able to attract anybody. Like Before they had Tim Duncan and Manu that were still productive, but now it's Kawhi's team and nobody wants to go play with him. Yeah, I think the Spurs' biggest asset is Greg Popovich. I think people... When they say they want to go play for the Spurs, they want to go play for Greg Popovich. So I could see someone, like, I'm going to throw this out there, and this could be ridiculous. I don't even know his contract, but I could see a player like Dwayne Wade going down to San Antonio for his, like, last couple years. But I could also I could see Dwayne Wade doing a lot of things because I did not see him going to Chicago last year. He's going to get bought out here pretty soon. Yeah, and so I don't know what he's going to do, but I said Thunder go get him. Anyone tried to sign Roberson? No. No. I think I think the cool thing that Sam Presti has done that's kind of been overlooked is that everybody else, like there was like close to a billion dollars thrown around on the first day of free agency and contracts, and everybody has been a lot more cautious this summer than they were last summer, and people have still used up their cap space. They're using up roster spots and throwing money at at different players, and I think Sam Presti has waited to try to let the market dry up a little bit and let some of these contracts kind of fall down a little bit because. Like, before free agency started, everybody was speculating that Robertson was going to get something close to $20 million max. But now, I mean, you could conceivably get him for 10 or $12 million just because of who else is going to give him $20 million. Well, all I know is with the Paul George trade, he's like, it's almost like 95% sure he's going to end up back with the Thunder. Yeah. It's just how much are they going to pay him? I don't, I, it, they shouldn't be paying him. I think somebody was like, oh, they're going to pay him like 14 That is overpaid i think he should be getting paid like maybe 10 or 11 i also think and one of the guys that they have been linked to for a while that you just haven't heard anything about which makes me think it's going to happen even more is cj miles from indiana who can come in and play small ball four he can play on the wing he can play the off guard just shoot threes right and, and he's, he's played with paul george before right so i mean he'd be perfect fit i think too yeah we're going to pivot a little bit and move to college football uh, we are, what, two months away from college football getting underway now. Uh, George is going to be covering the Sooners in a little bit. Uh, I know he's super excited about that. George, give us some insight on OU and, and how they're transitioning, if you know anything, or, or what to expect from them. Um, well, so far, all I've heard is the transition to Lincoln-Riley has been uh, phenomenal. Um, and, I mean, nothing... I don't think anything has really gone down. So I think, except for Will Sunderland, that was that was bad. But we'll get into that in a second. But it's not an off season if somebody's not getting arrested. Exactly. So I think they they've got a they got their quarterback back. Obviously Baker Mayfield got their entire offensive line back. Um, they got to fill some holes. But I mean, um, I think Sooner fans should feel confident. They've got a 
a pretty good squad coming back and a great young coach. Um, obviously, they got to fill some holes on defense. Um, that middle linebacker position, losing, losing someone like Jordan Evans, who was not only just a great um, player, but a great leader. Um, they're going to have to fill that role. Um, they could probably put some guys like John Michael Terry in there, Curtis Bolton, something like that. Um, and then obviously, Will Sunderland, he was supposed to be um, the next big thing this year, um, starting at that safety spot, but he's off the team um, after stealing Xboxes. Uh, don't steal kids. It's like the seventh commandment. Um, so I don't know who's going to play there. It'll probably be like Khalil Hot in the first week or uh, Will Johnson um, will we'll step up and play there. But you could also see someone like Robert Barnes, um, an incoming freshman that can play there. But um, overall, they, they look solid. Um, they're the expected favorites to win the Big 12, like they are every year. Um, you know, I think it's going to come down to the big game down in Columbus. And then um, I really believe that if they can, um, I don't know if they'll win that game, but if they can go down to Dallas and beat Texas, I think they'll run the big. I think they'll run the table in the Big Twelve. Yep. So, do you think the Big Twelve gets into the playoffs this year? If their only shot is OU, I think uh, everybody wants to talk about Oklahoma State, and they do have a really good team. But I feel like a, a one-loss Oklahoma State team is not going to get the get the nod over, um, say, a one-loss USC team or a one-loss uh, Florida State. Florida State's going to have a great team this year. Um, so I think there's a lot of really good teams um, at this point. I think Oklahoma, and then say maybe Texas. Everybody keeps talking about Texas being good. I don't think they'll be good, but say they run the table. That I mean, they'd obviously get in. But, like, um, I don't think any Big 12 team will go undefeated this year. But um, their best shot is OU getting in. So how many – realistically how many losses do you think OU has when we did our first one I said that OU was going to beat Ohio State and Columbus and then lose to Texas and then finish with one loss agree with the win loss I think I think they'll have one loss I don't think that I don't think there's any way well there is but I don't think they're going to run the table there's I mean there's just too many hole I mean at this point I think they're a playoff team um, but I don't have the confidence to say they can like win the national championship because there's just too many question marks at this point. Um, but with someone like Baker Mayfield, you can never count him out because the dude, he may never have a huge pro career, but he may be one of the like all-time greatest uh, college football quarterbacks of all time. The dude is just a gamer. Um, when it comes down to big moments, he always steps up. So um, I would say if, if I were to like, you were like to hold me down right now, I'd say they'd go 12 and one because you know, the, uh, they, go like 11-1 regular season, then win the Big 12 championship. Um, so I'd say they'd go 12-1. and one. Um, I could see them going, but I could also see them going like 9-3 and three and dropping some weird games or something. Um, they do have to go to K-State. K-State is no no joke this year. They've got, I think they've got like 15 returning starters or something crazy. So um, they're no joke. And then they also have to go to Stillwater. Um, you know, down in Dallas, that's always an iffy game. you got Ohio State. So They've got some tough games, but I would say they're going to go, if I did, like, say right now, 12-1 and one and make the playoff. I see that, too. And I think that's what we talked about. Kansas State in Manhattan is going to be an interesting game. You know, Daniel thinks that Oklahoma State can really do some things. Who, If the, if you had to pick, like, a, a sleeper or a dark horse in the Big 12 that's not Oklahoma, who would you see – who could you see having a really good year? Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State, I'm pretty sure, has their starting quarterback back. It's your um, Yeah, and so – and if you don't remember, like, they they demolished Texas A&M in that, I think it was the 
Alamo Bowl? I don't know. They, they uh, Whatever their bowl game was, they they beat down Texas A&M, which was impressive. And so um, I think they're the sleeper. I think right now the top three teams are probably um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and then it kind of drops. But I think K-State is definitely one of those teams that could win probably 10 games is 10, 10 games at the max and could you know upset some teams. So I'd say Kansas State's a sleeper. Everybody wants to talk about West Virginia. West Virginia is that fake tough team every year where they start like 6-0 and and then they lose like five straight and they finish like 7-5. and five. They have so, a good quarterback this year, though. Uh, I, I, not a I'm fan not of Holger? A, no, I'm not a believer in, in the Dana Holgerson. I mean, I think he's a good coach, but I don't think – West Virginia's fake tough every year. They, yes. they finish. Who's the one West Virginia Twitter guy? I don't know. He tweeted the other day. He was like, name a team in the Big 12 that has a better quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And I was like, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and probably Kansas State. I was like, really? That guy's great. We need to. Fig- I need to figure out what his handle is. We need to try to get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. That would be fun. If you're listening to this right now, we want you on the podcast. You're probably not listening, but I'm going to try to find you. Okay, we talked about quarterbacks. Who's the best quarterback in the Big 12 going into this year? Is it Baker or is it somebody else? Uh, I would say Baker, but if we're talking about, like, future career, it's Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is your prototypical uh, pro-style quarterback, so um, he's going to – I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. But I would say if if I had to pick a quarterback to lead my team this year um, out in the whole country, I'd probably pick Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, I think he's the best quarterback in college football right now. I don't know who – who, I mean – Alabama, what, what's that kid's name? Jalen Hurts. Uh, Auburn still doesn't have a quarterback. I think they have the Baylor transfer. Yeah, Jared Stidham. Um, so Florida State's got a pretty good quarterback in that Francois kid. But I'd take Baker just about over anybody. It's not a bad guy to roll with. No. So we'll see. I think, uh, you know, just going down their schedule, I think um, he's got a lot of opportunities to really prove himself. And, uh, I mean, he's got a shot to win the Heisman. Yeah, I think right now he's the odds leader to win the Heisman in a lot of scorebooks. I would think so. I mean, I don't even – I'm trying to think of other people. Um, Jalen Hurts will probably be mentioned because they'll just tear through their schedule. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, I don't know a lot of other people that are going to have maybe as flashy a season as Baker's probably going to have. They mentioned – some people were mentioning James Washington from OSU, but it's so tough for a wide receiver. I mean, you saw D.D. Westbrook last year, I think. I mean, he was had an unbelievable run and still finished last in the Heisman voting. So I want to get your opinion on uh, this new running back that OU has. Well, he's not new. He's been around for a while, but he hasn't played. He's been hurt. Rodney Anderson, everybody that I talked to was just so hyped about this kid being their number one running back next year. What do you think of him? Yeah, I think, uh, first off, I think anybody that runs behind this offensive line is going to be successful. I mean, returning, I think, seven guys that have playing time is pretty impressive. But yeah, I wrote a story on Rodney um, during spring practice and um, he's just a cool dude. Like you just talk to him and he's very humble and he's very down to earth. And I think he realizes the opportunity he has this year. And I think he's really going to, going to take it. I mean, um, at, at right now he's going to be the starting running back. Um, I'd put my life on that because the, the next guys up are like Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks, who are really good freshmen, but they have um, not too much experience. And so I think Rodney, I think Rodney's going to have a big year. I would say he's going to rush. I bet he rushes for about 800 to 1,000 yards, um, which is pretty good for after breaking your neck and your leg. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I would, uh, 
he's really good off the corner, really good between the tackles. Um, he was, a, I think, a four-star out of Katy, Texas um, in high school. So he's always been a pretty good athlete, but he just looks like an animal. Um, he looks like literally a Greek god. So Yeah, I want to get in with OU strength and conditioning staff for like a month because they just – like they get guys in there and they just become – Monsters. Yeah, we talked about uh, sending, putting me through like their summer workouts and me writing a show I remember about this. it. And I was like, no, nah, I haven't worked out in like four <laughs> years. So I was like, I'm, I would die Probably like die. the first day. So, but yeah, no, Irani looks really good. So um, I would definitely be looking forward to him. Daniel, you got something to add? I saw a thing that said Obo Okoronko, is that how you say his name? Yeah. yeah. He was originally an OSU commit, and that made me die a little inside. Because he then flipped. Because I was reading a story talking about OSU commits, and there's a lot of big names on there that made me really upset. Obo, Obo is literally one of the most underrated players in college football this year. There, I mean, there's no one is talking about him um, for the draft next year. This dude is probably a top five pass rusher in all of college football. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. I mean, he's unbelievable. He, you just talked about OSU. He single hand. He didn't single handedly. But he led that defense. He, he shut them down in the second half. I think he had like three sacks in the second half. The dude's unbelievable off the edge. If, if you guys earlier when I said George's name, if that rung a bell, it's probably because George is uh, the hot dog or a sandwich guy, if you remember that. Um, so we're going to get a very special, I guess, exclusive right here on this show, and we're going to hear from George himself. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no. And... This is why, because a hot dog is a hot dog, and it. it, it I don't understand this concept of well, if if it's bread and meat and it's the meats in between, it's a sandwich. Well, that would make a lot of things a sandwich that are not a sandwich. So that makes no sense. When you grew up and you went to a uh, baseball game, right, and your dad said, "Hey, I'm going to get a hot dog," you're like, "Oh no, 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 get me a sandwich," and he came back with a sandwich. But you really wanted a hot. That, that it just isn't like I like. It blows my mind that people would think that that's a sandwich. You always have called it a hot dog, so it is a hot dog. It is its own category. There is no no such thing. I mean, there's been people trying to tell me that like a pop tart is a sandwich. I don't know what the hell you're smoking, dude. But a pop tart is not a sandwich. Okay. So, so a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's not even close. We found the West Virginia guy. I've been looking for. It's like the dude Christopher of Lambert. Christopher Lambert, we're calling you out. All right, let me find this handle. Let me look at this handle. You uh, should have seen him like tweeting before the OU West Virginia last game. Yes, last that, that's game. where he. Uh, that's where I kind of got introduced to this guy, the dude of West Virginia, Christopher Lambert. We want you to come on the show and talk West Virginia football because that would be uh, just the most fun. I think he blocked me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Kansas is going to be better than people think this year. I'm so excited. They're going to win. They, they, they may make a bowl game. I, I, I promise you, they may make a bowl game. I want them to beat Texas again. I want them to storm the field. If they know. beat Texas again, like, Texas has to stop playing football. That's – they play at Texas too. Yeah. If they that, win that game, Texas has to stop playing did football. Did you see Kansas got a, like, $300 million stadium yep. renovations? Yeah. They're going to be – give them, give them, like, five years. They're going to be a powerhouse. They're going to bring back Mark Mangino, and they're going to just win the national championship. That's all we've got for this week on the PD&PD podcast. Uh, we're not on iTunes yet because I suck and haven't quite figured out how to get us on iTunes. But it's coming. You're going to be able to subscribe pretty soon. 
Uh, I'd like to thank George for joining us today. It's been great. Um, George, you're starting your own podcast here pretty soon. Don't yeah, you know I that? don't know how to do it. So uh, as soon as we get off the air, I'm going to ask you how to do this. But uh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Follow me on Twitter, George Stoya, S-T-O-I-A. Yes, follow him. You will not regret it. Uh, podcast coming soon. I'm excited about that. Uh, we will continue doing our thing here. We're going to have a new guest on next week. We're going to continue talking all the sports. Daniel's probably going to be a little bit more talkative next week. Um, yeah, thanks for listening.